Hey friends, welcome back to the Guardian Project Podcast, episode 153. I'm your host, Andy, and Mike, I want to know how much it would cost to buy your silence. Uh, to buy my silence? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I guess it depends on the subject matter, now doesn't it? I don't know. Money? How much money to buy your silence? I, it really depends on the subject. Like, am I, Oh am gosh. I, am I lying about- I have about- a really big secret. I'd say, well, okay, it's just a, it's not like a felony or anything like that that I have I to don't know. cover that's, for. That's your secret. I don't want to tell everyone on the show today. Oh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's okay. fair. And I'm your other host, Mike. And it's finally feeling like summertime here, and uh, where we live, that means a bunch of garage sales and stuff. So you can just call me Oscar because I am a rubbish reclaimer over here. Ooh, I, I really don't like garage sales. Oh. Please listen carefully. I love them so much. They're like it's, my favorite thing. It's like it's like flea markets, but outside and it's hot. Yeah, and I can find magic cards and video games. Okay, all right, I'm in. Yeah, I'm right? In <laughs> and this is the podcast where we talk about all things Magic the Gathering. But mostly Commander. And first off, very first thing we want to say is thank you to everyone who emailed us this past week. You know, We issued a challenge out to all of you to uh, send us an email, and we got a few responses. So to those of you that emailed us, please, um, we have already replied to you. You all are going to be reached out to uh, win a prize. So um, please look for that email and reply to us if you haven't done so already. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. So um, 80% club. So we, we were looking at some stats and we do see that 80% of folks that listen to our show listen to the very end. And funny enough, you did that at the very, very end. <laughs> oh, yeah. So thank you for all of you who actually listen to the very end because sometimes we say really stupid things at the end. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna send out some packs to everybody. Um, it is it is new set time again. It is that time of year that happens too many times a year now. But it's it's time for a new set. Uh, uh, Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate uh, previews are actually beginning this week, uh, and we have a post from both Blogatog and then Gavin from Good Morning Magic has some hints on uh, both the regular set and. Uh, hints from the commander set. So let's walk through some of the things that we are going to see in Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate. So the first one here is a returning mechanic that feels apropos to D&D makes use of a new card type. Okay. I assume it's dice rolling. That would be nice. I mean, I I really I really like dice rolling. I wished it was a main mechanic um in afr and i guess it was but like a commander legend set of afr it'd be cool to see dice rolling as a main Is, mechanic it, was there dice rolling on on zariel did any of the planeswalkers care about dice rolling no i don't believe there was there's only wait there's only one commander that cares about coin flipping right and i can't think of anyone that cares about dice rolling maybe it's that it says makes makes use of a new card type so maybe maybe that mechanic is on a planeswalker that would be very cool yeah. Um, a card capable of making an ox, boar, or goat. What if this was actually, they just put these three words on it, but it could actually make a changeling? <laughs> 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 it, it's, you can make one creature of literally any creature type. You just have to name it as it comes out. Yeah, yeah. The next one is the word seven appears on two cards and the word nine appears on one. Does seven and nine mean anything in D&D? &D? I mean, I, I am new to D&D &D within the last five years. 
So for me, I don't have the whole, you know, I don't have that knowledge base. Everybody has a seven and nine something, or is that just we think it I'm, is? I'm sure there's like a billion campaigns about like the seven swords or the seven oh, orbs. Or, okay, all right. I, I mean, I think I'm just spitting like generically out here. No, I yeah. don't think there's any significance to those numbers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a new legendary colorless artifact token named Volo's Journal. I know who Volo is. So we have two. Um, two of these now because uh the the tamio the completed tamio can make an artifact legendary creature journal as well and it is a token Just legendary it's not, journal, a, not a creature right or sorry not a creature you're right you're right okay um, and it is a token it is not an emblem which i found out when mm. i blew one up with the besager the other day it was pretty <laughs> awesome <laughs> wow that was so mean we don't destroy books here okay fair. Uh, the next one is a 10 10 creature with flying and trample that you can cast for green which i was gonna say was uh, Galta at home, but also I think I'd rather play a 10-10 creature of flying and trample for a single green. I, I could only think of Galta as like a this costs less for the powers among creatures or maybe color pips or something, but yeah. a 10-10 flying trample for a single green is pretty good. Well, and it's only missing double strike to be Zatalpa basically, except Zatalpa has a lot less power. So this is um, Galzalpta, I think. Galzalpta. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a lord for demons, devils, imps, and tieflings. Other than Morophon, of course. Uh, other than Morophon. <laughs> demons, devils, imps, and tieflings. Um, Which is cool yeah. because I like I had a devil's deck back in the day uh, with Zerzoth, Chaos Rider, but he didn't he cared about devils attacking, but it wasn't a lord for anything, so it's cool there's a lord for it now. Yeah. Uh, the character that got a lot of complaints about not being in Adventures in the Forgotten Realms gets a card. Um, so I don't know a ton of of this, like I said, so I'm not sure which one folks most wanted to see, but it sounds like we're going to see them. Yeah, uh, there was I know there was talkings about like three or four different characters, so I, I have no idea. Which Maybe you'll one get it's all be. three or four. And they there's, said, no, we'll do it chance. now so we don't mess it up this time. <laughs> there's a chance, right? We're going to get a lot of legendary creatures here. So there's definitely a chance. Um, three legendary creatures that are gods. I hope they come back with the the god text from the Amonkhet gods. Oh, so they just come back? I love the returning gods that just come back to your hand when they die. Uh, well, I the, think of all the god mechanics, that's my favorite. Well, the, the Amonkhet, so that's the Hour of Devastation gods. The, the Amon, original the original ones. But the, or, no, the Amonkhet gods were indestructible. Yeah, I'm sorry. The 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 locust god, the scarab god, yeah. and the scorpion god. I like those guys. Yeah. I like that god mechanic. Yeah, the the tucking one from War of the Spark was okay too. I thought that was pretty not good a, too. Not as good, obviously, as going to your hand though. I think my least favorite is the call type gods because they don't have. Well, that's they, true. They're, just, they're god creature. Types, they're so right? vulnerable, like they like are. like the Olympian gods. How how mortals were killing them sometimes and stuff. It's like, oh my gosh, you're not really a god, are you? <laughs> oh, uh, we have a card that enhances all creatures with mana abilities um so uh a lord for dorks dork lord that would be cool if it was actually a lord because like i i was thinking of kinnon bonder prodigy uh, can produce oh extra okay mana. yeah taps for like more yeah um but i like i i hope that it's actually like a buff to them because that'd be cool or get all your dorks get exalted or something like that it would be cool oh all right uh a spell that can copy something x times i like cards like this 
you can copy it x times but you know if you if you jumped through some hoop yeah or i guess kicked it five times do, I don't know, do you like think that. they'll do you think this will be copying something on the stack or do you think this is like making x tokens of something um which i guess could be on the stack too i'd be happy with either i'll be honest i'll be happy with either uh maybe this is a reprint who knows oh okay copy something no we don't have something like that do we i don't think so i don't think we do no that sounds new uh next are some rules text that will be showing up on cards the first is this bell costs one less to cast for each opponent you're attacking i appreciate things like this it keeps the game moving it's very commander centric and focused so i do i do kind of appreciate this even though it's not from the commander um decks it's a commander set so that's it's right. really on brand yeah and it's instant speed combat trick love my love some combat tricks um, that artifact becomes a zero zero homunculus artifact creature with flying. Uh, I assume that there is a pretext to this that you get to put X amount of plus one plus one counters on something. Um, and this is actually a positive rather than a, a, some sort of kill spell for an artifact to just make it a zero zero and it dies. So yeah, there's there's probably put a counter on it or, or something. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Uh, whenever you cast a spell you don't own. Oh, I like that. Steal some yeah. spells. Um, yeah. If you control neither creature, draw three cards. I thought about this one for way too long earlier today. I couldn't think of a single thing that would make me choose two creatures. And then if I control neither creature, draw three. And maybe it's like two creatures get plus five, plus five trample and indestructible until your next turn. And if you control neither creature draw three cards I'm, i was thinking like uh i think did we have like wrong direction in the original commander legends that like flipped the uh ownership of two creatures or something so maybe flip the ownership of two creatures and if you didn't own either of them then you is that to wrong draw three turn? cards. i think that's wrong turn yeah maybe wrong turn i i could see that draw three cards what color do we think this is blue okay it's blue all right yeah all right um, um you don't lose the game for having zero or less life is it on a creature? Is it on an enchantment or an instant? Um, this is going to be another lich, I think, and it's going to be on a creature. All right. Tokens you control have tap colon. I would love to see like a cryptolith right reprint or something similar. I am at add mana. Whoa, what if it's tap to ping or something like that? A little bit of That'd damage. That'd be cool. It token tokens all all have tap to deal one damage to any permanent. Yeah, either way, any target. Either way, you want this to fit in your Lanus colors, I imagine, for all those clues. Lanus, or I think I'd be okay putting this in the locust guy. Oh, there you go. If it could fit into red and blue. <laughs> uh, we have then choose a third player. It's a modal spell, and you can choose one for no well there's like um maybe a creature like vindictive lich where like when it dies you have three modes and each one can target uh, a different player and none of them can target the same player and one's like sack a creature uh discard a card and they lose life or something like that so maybe something like that there maybe where x is the total mana value of dragons you control so this one is going to be 20 mana and you're going to tutor for X number of dragons where X is the total mana value of dragons you control. And each opponent's going to pick one and you just put them on the battlefield. 
That's crazy. That's that's a whole lot of. I was thinking of something a lot more simple, like a, a fireball like effect or something. I like mine more. I like yours more too. I so, think yours so is if crazy. I got like twenty mana of dragons, I'm searching for twenty dragons. Each <laughs> opponent is putting one onto the battlefield, but then you have to exile them. So you have to like. Oh, it doesn't say less. Maybe you can't cast if you don't have that many dragons left in your deck. I don't know. That's what I want it to be. Okay, fair. <laughs> hey, it's very exciting. Um, how about put a number of time counters on it equal to its mana value? Is that exciting for you? Is time like suspend? Yes. I'm not, so okay, suspending then, something puts time counters on it. Yeah, then it has to, I mean, it sounds very excite or counter target spell and then you're putting time counters on it. Yeah, which is which is the yeah. the spell suspend. Yeah. 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 I mean I can get behind it. And then you may cast your commander from the command zone without paying its mana cost. And this is probably stapled on to is this on a is this on a land that's gonna end up being hundred and fifty dollars? I'm not sure. I imagine it's on a high What is this on? Is this on a high costed spell? I think it's on a high cost sorcery, I think. Or it could be on something that's easy, but you have to jump through a bunch of hoops. Like, if you have this, if you have this, if you have this, you may cast your commander from the command zone without paying its mana cost. Oh, so you think the entire... So this isn't just, like, a second half of the spell. The whole spell is about casting your commander for free. I kind of think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that's my thought. I don't think this is, like, tacked on as a benefit. Oh, I think it is. I think it's, like, oh. destroy all creatures on the battlefield. If your commander is destroyed this way, you may cast your commander from the command zone for free or something Maybe. Like that. So we also have flavor words in this set again. The first one is devour intellect. We have homunculus servant. Bigby's hand. Gathered swarm. Avoidance. Vicious mockery. Gotta love it. I understand that one. <laughs> Blood drain. Mantle of inspiration. Animate chains. And death ray. That one I also know. And finally, we are getting a bunch of legendary creatures with some unique uh, creature type lines. The first is Halfling Knight. And a Tiefling Barbarian. A Gith Warrior. A Dragon Peasant. A Vampire Elf Rogue. A Bear Warrior. A devil noble. A human boar. A cat devil. And an elephant angel. And an elephant angel. So, so sweet. And these are all <laughs> legendary creatures. Yes. So there's, we're going to see a lot in this set. Um, I, uh, I know we'll be drafting it um, a bunch probably. Mm -hmm. um, as long as we can see all of our friends. Um, because we are back in, a, at least Michigan is back as uh, an extremely high risk. At least our county that we live in is considered a very high risk area right now. So yep. please wear your masks. Be safe, everyone. Um, now we also have 10 hints from the Commander Legends um, <clears throat> Battle for Baldur's Gate decks. These are for the Commander decks. The first hint here is a card that grants protection from creatures. Yes, the second is a creature with the types Crab, Ooze, Horror. The next is an enchantment that can... If you build your deck properly, give all your creatures undying. I really need this for my Henzi toolbox deck. If if, cool. if if the way you build the deck around it isn't too limiting, I'm not yeah. sure. Um, the fourth one we have here is the green member of a cycle we saw started in a previous commander product. A card with a replicate cost that is not mana. Nice, nice. Um, a card that has an ability which begins whenever a goaded attacking or blocking creature dies, dot, dot, dot. Draw a card. 
<laughs> um, hit seven, uh, a card we didn't do in Adventures in the Forgotten Realms that that Gavin had been asking for repeatedly. Uh, and no, it is not a legend. Yeah, so this is different than the one that Mara was talking about because I believe um, Mara was talking about a legendary creature that was going in the core set. Uh, when I say core set, I mean the the draftable set and not the commander decks here. Not the commander so, decks, yes. So, Mark Rosewater was, yeah, the, he was talking about that set, not yeah, this one. Right. Not the commander decks. Um, so we have also have a creature with five creature types. That's a lot of text. <laughs> it is. And I'm wondering if it's related to like old cards from the party mechanic that oh, have like maybe. this count as an elf a warrior a rogue uh but but i feel like five creature types is in the is going to be in the creature type line so maybe it's not oh okay next is a card that has an ability which begins whenever a non-land permanent an opponent owns enters the battlefield under your control nice nice that's cool stealing stuff Uh, and the last hint we have here for the commander decks and these are again only about the new cards that are being printed in these commander decks 10 new cards per deck Um, hint number 10 here a card named delayed blast fireball was appropriately enough not in our first DD magic set but you'll find it in these commander decks yeah now tell us about universes beyond warhammer 40k because we are getting our first look at that as well oh my gosh andy i am so freaking excited about warhammer warhammer 40,000 commander Um, i looked at all of this stuff and i went wow i don't know what any of this means but i'm excited to learn as our group chat explodes with 400 (laughs) messages between two people in the five people that are in the chat who actually know what's going on yes we are getting a collaboration between wizards of the coast and warhammer 40,000 to get a magic the gathering commander set featuring warhammer 40,000 characters armies and the whole entire universe this is getting released on august 12th it is less than three months away when we are going to have this uh, command product in our hand that features four different decks uh, again featuring four different factions within the warhammer 40,000 universe we have um the tyranid swarm featuring the tyranid uh host i guess the they're they're very like uh, uh like generic aliens like their weapons and stuff are bio weapons that are growths off of their own bodies and stuff and they have a- sounds very simic to me Oh, it's it's teamer though. They are they are natural though. Oh, okay, all right. So you're close. Um, uh, this is actually the only deck, uh, funnily enough, that does not include the color black, which is pretty cool. Um, so the second deck we have on here is Forces of the Imperium. This would be uh, typically the people that would be defending the Earth and the Earths, wh- whatever the Earth owns. You know, in in this universe, the Earth owns Mars and the Moon and a few different planets, a few different galaxies. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so that they would be like the protectors and the humans. They're not necessarily the good guys. They're kind of like the self-governed. They 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 implemented themselves as police of the universe, even though no one asked them to. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> All right. I sus. This right? is questionable forces of the Imperium. That's right. So those ones are in the Esper colors. So black, blue, and white. Then we have um, Necron Dynasties, which coincidentally enough was the first army that I ever made for Warhammer 40,000 and is the only army here represented in mono black. So is this the one you were most excited for? I know there were a couple you were when we speculated when we first heard about this. Were any of these on that list? Was this one there? Necrons? Necrons were definitely on the list. Tyranids were on the list. Um, Chaos was on the list, which is the fourth deck. We'll talk about the Ruinous Powers one. Okay. Uh, And I was concerned about how they were going to do Space Marines. I was actually very happy to see Forces of the Imperium because only one section of that is Space Marines. This This will include all humans, whether they're wearing power armor or Terminator armor 
armor or no armor at all and they're just they just have a gun or something like that so it'll include everyone i really like the way that they did that they did the same thing over on the chaos side in the ruinous powers deck the deck the only deck that we actually have the face commander for of abaddon the despoiler which if you're familiar with the warhammer 40,000 universe andy i know you're not abaddon the despoiler is one of the main leaders of the chaos army he's not necessarily tied to any particular faction of chaos there are four gods in the chaos faction Um, we actually got a card that represents one of those gods as well that's going to be printed within the abaddon the despoiler deck and that is blood for the blood god Uh, this represents the (laughs) god corn k-h-o-r-n-e he really only cares about death and blood uh, and everything so blood for the blood god with the flavor text skulls for the skull throne Um, that is actually the uh, the phrase for for the corn followers and everything he doesn't care where the blood comes from he doesn't care where the skulls come from he just wants more blood bigger bigger throne corn corn mazes you like corn mazes he's got to have mazes there's got to be maze cards right in the corn in the deck that that's featuring this there's got to be a like a maze so so although there are no mazes of corn uh the corn army does actually have minotaurs in it which you would find in the middle of a maze typically a hedge maze not a corn maze but uh we also got a couple other cards that they that they uh wizard of the coast announced for us vanguard suppressor which uh as we know has another form of kicker on it uh it's a a four mana um astarius warrior three two with squad two and squad two means you could pay two generic mana any number of times so it's multi-kicker two um and then anytime you pay that squad to value you get a token um of the creature it's got flying and when it enters or when it deals combat damage to a player you get to draw a card um there's also some announcements about some secret layers they're going to release um alongside the uh commander deck so we're going to have secret layer warhammer forty thousand orcs so that's an army that we are not seeing come into the pre-cons which i know a lot of people were looking forward to so we're still going to see some orc stuff which is cool uh, Secret Lair with Warhammer Age of Sigmar. So if you're not familiar, there's actually two games of Warhammer. Warhammer 40,000 set in the future and Warhammer Age of Sigmar, which is what? more of They're a fantasy. They're not all the same? They're not. So it's more oh of a- Oh my gosh. It's more of a fantasy universe. And actually okay. Age, Age of Sigmar, uh, everything occurs on one planet where in Warhammer 40,000, everything occurs in the entire universe. And technically okay. they happen at the same time. There are chaos demons within Age of Sigmar. So they exist within the same universe and that's the proof that they exist exist within the same universe but other than that there's no crossover uh, and then secret lair with blood bowl which is another form of warhammer where they play football so that one should also be very fun to see uh very much looking forward to this you could tell yeah. i'm very excited about this andy i hope i hope you can share with the excitement when i we get will there. i will learn more as this comes out previews begin for all of this stuff in july the worldwide release is happening august 12th so we will obviously be discussing this more in the future um and before we continue, we want to thank all of you who are listening. Thank you so, so, so much for for uh, hanging with us every single week, and especially to our patrons. We really do appreciate your support. Um, you you help allow us to, you know, send out these really fun prizes, and you know, continue to stream and, and make all of our fun content here. And if you want to support us, you can head to Patreon.com/slash/GuardianProjectPod and donate for any dollar amount. And if you want to support us in any other way or in an additional way, whatever platform you are enjoying the podcast on now, if you could subscribe, rate, review, and leave comments, we would be most appreciative. We're online. We're on YouTube. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. You can just search us, uh, the Guardian Project Podcast, and um, you know we'll be there. And uh, you can email us at guardianprojectpod at gmail.com. Um, and 
you know, if you have a topic you want us to discuss, you can send it along because we did get some topics in our emails from last week. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're not discussing one of those today. (laughs) We are going to be discussing something else. Mike, what are we chatting about today? So there is a new trend that is uh, making waves in the magic universe, uh, especially on Twitter. Um, and so we're going to talk about what it takes to go sleeveless. We're going to we're going to talk about sleeveless decks. Um, and, you know, Andy and I might have delved into this and built our own sleeveless decks. So we're going to talk about our own decks here as well. It's time to roll our sleeves up. So the funny thing is, like, I don't even know if it's really a major trend. I just think it's so it's it was really interesting to see something going around online. Previously, there have been discussions about this. I've seen other content creators want to talk about this, too. And so is it cool? I don't I don't know. But I didn't get to do this uh, play with play without sleeves when I was younger. So we said, let's go ahead and make some decks without sleeves and in order to do that, we had to ask ourselves lots of questions like, what's the price going to be? And, you know, what type of commander we play? What's the pros? What's the cons? What's the, you know, what what's it all about, right? So we wanted to try it. But I think, you know, talking about why we can do it, you know, you can, you can bridge shuffle your cards like you do when you play Euchre, the most Midwestern card game I can think of. <laughs> if you don't know what Euchre is, I would tell you it's like Pinochle with less cards, but you might not know what Pinochle is either. That's right. Um, now, to be fair, you might riffle shuffle in any other card game you play with a deck of playing cards as well. So yeah. whatever you would, whatever card games you're enjoying sleeveless uh, and you do a ripple shuffle, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> but can you bridge shuffle? That's I like can. a requirement. I can bridge shuffle. I don't know if I can bridge shuffle 100 cards. I will say I did practice it. It didn't go so well with 100. <laughs> it didn't because it's almost double, you know, 52 sure. cards versus 100. So, so I'm going to have... We're, practice we'll have to we'll have to um have another episode of like of a would you rather of a would you rather ripple shuffle a sleeveless deck or try to shuffle a triple sleeved brand new uh just sleeved it up commander deck yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shuffle a triple sleeve deck my hands i can i can hold a double sleeved deck but like triple sleeved this is unnecessary yeah. it'll be as thick as those gilded foil cards i'm kidding but they are they do feel a little bit thicker. Yeah. Um I also really like to get cards signed by artists and I mm-hmm. uh it'll be really fun to have friends sign cards. And I, I was thinking when we make these decks, if you take somebody out with a card or, you know, maybe a creature or a spell, whatever it is, you can have that person sign your card. And I was told that I could just take take the card out of a sleeve and have somebody sign it. And that's just true. But where's the fun in that? Well, no. So, see, I I double sleeve. So now you're asking me to do two steps and then continue that process, those two steps in the opposite order immediately after this action is done. And that's just way too much work for me. It's 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 just a lot of work. But I think we were really intrigued when we saw DJ Johnson's sleeveless Gonti Lord of Luxury deck that got a lot of love after being Riffle and Bridge Shuffled at MTG Vegas last year. Mm-hmm. And um, we can actually post a link to the Twitter post in, in the show notes below um, at Rose of Thorns on, on Twitter. But um, it just seemed really fun. And so we said, let's do it. You know, you can have one deck that you 
you um, can put your cards that are already potentially heavily played or or just, you know, um, have, a, have a deck that's more accessible. You don't have to always have it inside of some box. You can just bring it with you. So we're going to chat about that. Now, to do that, though, why don't you tell us about our budget, Mike? Yeah, so um, I know I think we approach this in, in, in two a little bit different ways because um, I know you did yours based on cards that you just had sitting around, which is which is to the point of, of DJ and how he made his deck as well. Uh, cards that you already own, cards that are sitting around, but also cards that you could look at and go, yeah, I'm fine with playing that sleeveless. You know, you weren't looking at your Mox Diamond or anything going, no. oh yeah, a sleeveless Mox Diamond, that seems fun. No, <laughs> um, so, definitely not. So um, I, I, I built all of mine digitally first um, and then I just went through my collection and got everything and started replacing cards here and there for cards that I didn't have, um, looking for other ones. And uh, I still don't have another triplicate Titan that I really, really would like for my deck. Um, so I need to go find one of those. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, um, it's yeah just... I kept it to cards I own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't say it had to be cheap. But if I had to purchase anything, it would probably be like a heavily played card or a card that was like affordable. I am not... Um, not made of money sure and i also i'm not about destroying cards that's not the point of this right. either it wasn't to like ah look i'm destroying magic that's not the point of this uh it just seemed like fun it's also i feel like a conversation starter you know it's like uh you everybody sits down to play at your lgs and you pull out an unsleeved deck and everybody just like looks at you <laughs> Yeah, that's a I think that's a pro, right? So let's talk about some other pros, which I think my biggest pro here is that it does not need any of my very limited quantity <laughs> of missed sleeves. Yes, that's very true. Uh, it is the most budget of budget decks you can make because you don't even need to buy sleeves for it. <laughs> so. No sleeves. And depending on the commander you make, you don't need any additional you know, supplies with you other than the cards. I mean, obviously you have to check it, but like you can, you can absolutely make it. So you don't need dice. You don't need counters. You don't need anything, you know, depending on what commander you build. Yeah. I know I, I'm like the typical nerd that walks around with a pocket of pens and markers in my pocket. Like, cause there's going to be some case where a silver Sharpie is really going to be needed for me in my life. So a lot of times I have that with me. So if you're like me and you might have a dry erase marker on you at all times, you can just bring some dry erase tokens with you, uh, along with your deck in case it is a tokens deck. Are you also a person who has change in their pocket? No changes in my car. I don't need change okay. in my pocket. I don't pay yeah, cash I don't need for change anything. My I don't I don't use cash. I use my card or I pay from an app. I don't ever have cash on me. So yeah. if someone ever tried to rob me and said, give me all your cash, I would not be lying by saying I have no cash. Yeah. Um, don't tell them about your magic cards, though. Well, they weren't they wouldn't be in my pocket probably, <laughs> or with me. Um, but uh, I, I do. I do not ever have silver sharpies in my pocket oh so. there you go <laughs> i but won't now, have any supplies conveniently with me but now we did talk about how we don't need sleeves for this um you also technically don't need a deck box for this type of deck either uh, a simple just rubber ru band just simple rubber band <laughs> just rubber band it together oh. um and you know put a you know how um people used to get like a crease uh, in their pocket for having their wallet there for too long or a crease in uh, sleep like rolled up in their sleeve if they had like a carton of cigarettes in there or something it, you're going to have the same thing but it's going to be because of your magic deck that you're constantly carrying around in your pocket you're going to have have worse never, posture I have never 
had my pockets where in my in my pants for my cell phone or for my wallet you never by the way none i've retired wallet never i've never had that happen they either Hmm. rip from just general wear over time but i've never had that happen but i also retired a wallet i don't sit on a wallet i have i have a cell phone that includes just three cards so i I only ever have like my id a credit card and a debit card with me so you know i looked at my wallet one day and i said i don't if I need to go to the library, I'll just grab my library card before I go. I, I, I need to always have this with me. I started putting my wallet in my front pocket when people were like, dude, seriously, your spine's going to get messed up. Cause I had a fat <laughs> wallet <laughs> to the point. Like I literally could put a wallet in my right back pocket and a commander deck in my left back pocket. And I would probably sit pretty even. Uh, you when know, it was one like day that. we'll do a stream and we open the contents of your wallet and determine 90% <laughs> of it doesn't need to be with you at all times. Yeah, but 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 for me, it does. So, I mean... Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's sentimental. It's sentimental <laughs> to you. Um, <clears throat> unforeseen drawbacks, though. When we, started, when we started making these decks, we quickly realized we could not use double-faced cards. Ugh. And I was so sad. Normally, I wouldn't I played be. them in every single <laughs> yes, deck. Yes, you do. Every single deck I have has at least one modal double face card from Zendikar Rising that's a land on the backside. I those are my favorite cards from the past since I've played Magic. And uh I couldn't put it in here. Yeah, I I was so sad. I literally just stuck those in the first deck I've ever played them in the other day in in Rafine. It's the first deck I've played MDF season ever. Yeah. I've run out of I've run out of Balaged recoveries on four separate occasions. That makes sense. It's a good I card. I keep buying them and I like the the I just I just I like them all. Okay? But, I like them all. <laughs> I like them all. So I so I, I couldn't run them. Uh, and I and I ran into the same thing. I only had one card I was looking at, but it was like a super budget card that I really wanted to add. It's a mythic from Crimson Vow called Jacob Hauken Inspector. It's like a two mana guy that can draw cards and discard cards, and then you pay six mana and turn him into a thing that casts things for free. And it would have been cool. Um, you technically could still play these in your uh, sleeveless deck. You would just have to use uh, the replacement cards that they don't have the checklist cards anymore, but they have like the write in your own yeah, cards the, there. Yeah. The marker like the marker cards yeah. or some so you could yeah. do that um but so you just have to bring the extra cards with you which i guess right. you could absolutely do it's rubber banded up maybe that card can be the card that everyone signs because it's got two faces to sign on it and you don't actually need to play it in your 99 oh uh, i mean that's true see i think i wanted to everybody i think i wanted to sign when a card did something yeah. like important or like took somebody out or sure. I don't know. Um, and then we, we thought, well, what about marked cards? And honestly, you're probably going to get quite a few dings on these cards. But honestly, who cares? We're making these for fun. We're not really doing anything too expensive um, as far as the debt goes, like cost wise for the cards. Obviously, um, budget is mm-hmm. relative. Mm-hmm. So for us, we kept these um, on a budget side for what we would consider budget with maybe a few exceptions. Maybe I, I think when we get to the decks, I think I have four cards that are, I, I questioned whether or not I needed them. I thought they were important enough that I added them, but the rest of them were all um, either already beat up or cards that I had. And it was like, I'm not going to be putting this in another deck like right now. So I, I who cares? Sure. 
Yeah, a very, very similar mindset. Um, I think there was one card in particular I was looking at when building my deck went and I went, this is probably a little bit too expensive, but again, important for uh, what the deck wants to do. Too important and not too expensive where I'm going to lose any sleep over uh, playing with it. So yeah, yeah. If it like really does get ruined or, you know, someone spills a drink or something like I I wouldn't, I'm not going to be upset. No, it gives it more flavor, literally, if someone spills a drink on it. What drink would you most want spilled on your sleeveless commander deck? I'm okay. None. I really would like none. You if would I'm like being none. Honest, if I'm being but one zero. is being spilled. What is it? Oh, something without sugar. Uh, that's gonna make it all sticky. <laughs> oh, okay. So just water. Water. <laughs> Anything with that. Even what if it's like uh, Propel? Does Propel have sugar? It might have a little bit of sugar in it. I don't. Yeah, but basically, water flavored water. Yeah, something. You like could that. do like bubbly or something because they they <clears throat> tell you they put some sweetener and sugar in it, but you don't sure. taste anything. So, so this is and it's 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 like you said. Um, although we're playing with sleeveless and we're playing with cards we might not really care about, we're, we're, our intention is not to damage magic it's cards. Not. We're going to take care of them. Yeah. Uh, so what do we build? Let's chat real quick about what we build. Um, we're going to talk about maybe the the um, the price of the deck uh, and just the strat- the overall strategy. And so I'm really, really excited to hear about yours um, because it was a commander that until you told me what it did, it was a uh, one that we had completely overlooked. So mm-hmm. Mike, what did you build? All right. So you know me gotta build a deck with black we paired it up with blue we're building a brand new commander from the uh, obscura commander pre-con and that is oscar rubbish reclaimer so for five mana three a blue and a black you get a human wizard three three that says this spell costs one less to cast for each different mana value among cards in your graveyard whenever you discard a non-land card you may cast it from your graveyard now i have not seen rulings come out for any of the commander pre-con cards yet on any official um, streams like Scryfall or Gatherer or anything like that. But if my interpretation of this card is correct, uh, since it says whenever you discard a non-land card, you may cast it from your graveyard and not you may cast it from your graveyard until end of turn. This should be ignoring timing restrictions. So this is my Demir cast non-instance at instant speed deck. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, this is the sleeveless deck. It actually was sitting at 99 cards uh, up until about two hours ago. And then I added two cards. So now we're at 101 cards and we have to cut something. Um, but there is some pretty cool tech in here. I have two alternate win conditions that I'm trying to do with the deck. Um, one of them is the most expensive card in my deck, and that is the enchantment called Mortal Kombat. And this is the not a video game franchise or a movie series. Um, this one's spelled with a C combat, not a K combat. Um, so Mortal Kombat is for two black and a black. You get an enchantment that says at the beginning of your upkeep, if 20 or more creature cards are in your graveyard, you win the game. So the whole intention of the deck is to be discarding cards. I play 27 creatures in the deck. So it is a majority of my creatures that would have to be in the graveyard <laughs> for yeah. Mortal Kombat to win. But the fact that I can um, discard this on someone's turn right before mine and then cast it at instant speed with Oscar and then quickly go to my upkeep makes this a pretty nice win condition. Um, Triska Deco 
Mecca file is my other alternate win condition. This one was printed in the most recent Innistrad sets. Um, so for one and a blue, you get a human wizard that says you have no maximum hand size. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you have exactly 13 cards in your hand, you win the game. And you can pay three and a blue to draw a card. I don't have a ton of card draw spells in here, like straight up card draw spells. Um, but I have a ton, I have 10 different instances of instant speed discard uh, in the deck um, with things like uh, Ob- Oblivion Crown, which is a one in a black, a, a, an aura with flash. It says enchant creature. Enchanted creature has discard a card. This creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. So 10 different instances of that on creatures and enchantments, uh, artifacts. And that's going to allow me to always have one of those out. It's the same kind of rule of when I make like an aristocrats deck or a reanimator deck to have 10 sacrifice outlets in the deck. So I have 10 discard outlets here. Um, the couple of cards that I added today, I thought in particular would be cool. Um, I wasn't really building around Oscar's ability to reduce his own mana cost. So if you have, uh, different mana values in your graveyard, it reduces the generic mana of his mana cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I thought, um, if for some reason, you know, my graveyard is going to be filling up with cards anyways, cause I'm going to be discarding them. Um, maybe there's going to be an instance where there's a lot of board wipes, a lot of removal. Typically in budget decks, you are talking about more interaction and less combo-y stuff going on. So more interaction means maybe I have to cast Oscar more time. So I decided to put in uh, Echo Storm and Skull Storm into this deck. So Echo Storm, a five mana sorcery. It says whenever you cast the spell, copy it for each time you've cast your commander from the command zone this game. You may choose new targets for the copy. You create a token that's a copy of target artifact. I don't have many artifacts in my own deck that I want to copy. So this is going to be very dependent upon what my opponents have. I only run three artifacts, Commander Sphere, Mind Stone, and Nevin Neural's Disc, which is also my only board wipe. So I like that one a lot. And Skull Storm, which does cost a lot. It's nine mana in total, seven black, black. So whenever you cast this spell, copy it for each time you've cast your commander from the command zone this game. Each opponent sacrifices a creature, and each opponent that can't loses half of their life rounded up. So hopefully you'll get to repeat that three or four times. We do run a bunch of um, effects like Fleshbag Marauder that's going to force my opponents to sacrifice their creatures. So there will be an instance where hopefully my opponents don't have any creatures on the battlefield. I can resolve a Skull Storm late in the game after I've com- cast my commander three or four times and really try to close out the game there. Um, and I know that's just a touch of it. I'm going to be playing this on stream soon, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. So look out for it there. But Andy, let's talk about your Exava upgraded deck because you've had this deck in the past. Um, and now that we've been to um oh my god yeah, we went back to ravnica we've been to kamigawa we've kamigawa. been we've been all over and the best part is that <laughs> i feel like sava is so much better now that we've been to kamigawa than cards that were originally built to work with exava so yeah um and it's funny because this is like a very a very budget deck i i think the only difference from what i had before to what i have now is that I didn't want to use all my most expensive black red lands, so okay, I'm not sure. running. I'm not running my shock land. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, I, I I didn't mind putting a few. I mean, tainted peak is at like 32 cents now. So like the mana base. I mean, command towers like 16 cents now if you get it from like Commander Legends. So like mm-hmm. these cards are affordable. They used to be like three four dollars. I think my most expensive one is Canyon Slough from from Amonkhet that has cycling, and it's just because I have a bunch that, and I don't build black red a lot, so I said mm-hmm. I'll do this. But Exava Rakdos Blood Witch is a three three human cleric for two black and a red. She has first strike haste, 
and unleash a mechanic that will probably never come back. Um, it says, you may have this creature enter the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it. It cannot block as long as it has a counter on it. A plus one, plus one counter on it. So I guess it could have another counter and still block. Um, but then uh, Xavis says, each other creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it has haste. And I just tried for a long time. I tried to make this deck so long ago. I lived in an apartment before I moved to a townhouse, before I bought my house, which the house was bought four years ago. So Exava was like at least seven years ago at this point, wow. which seems crazy. <clears throat> like it just seems crazy. And so anyway, what I tried to do before was just put a bunch of plus and plus encounters on, on creatures and swing. But the problem was like Exava doesn't come down until four. And then <clears throat> the creatures that I was just trying to make swing weren't really doing anything and mm -hmm. i the, the plus one plus one counter synergy is not really a rakdos thing you know you you don't sure. initially you think selesnia can get counters and simic really deals with counters and you know uh it's not black red and so anyway um when we when we went to kamigawa neon dynasty when we went back we got a new mechanic called modified that cares about creatures that are equipped uh, enchanted with an aura or have counters, any kind of counter on them. Um, and, and I realized there's like seven or eight black and red cards uh, from Kamigawa Neon Dynasty that work. I guess maybe not black, but red and colorless. Um, so we got cards like Tawashi Guidebot, which is a 2-1 for four colorless. And you can tap it to draw a card and it costs less. Uh, you pay four and tap it to draw a card. And that ability costs one less for each modified creature you control. And when it enters, you put a counter on a creature you control. So if you already have your commander out and you play Tawashi Guidebot, you can put the counter on itself, which then gives it haste because any creature with a plus one plus one counter on it has haste. And if you have four creatures that have modified, that are modified, it's just, you have a creature that says tap, draw a card in Rakdos. Which That's really, really strong. Really cool. That's very it's strong. It's so strong. But I, so I played the deck a few times now. I think, I think the best card in the deck, like, not just win con wise, but like creature wise is Kami of Celebration. So it's a three, three spirit for four and a red. And it says, whenever a modified creature you control attacks, exile a top card of your library, you may play that card this turn. And then it says, whenever you cast a spell from exile, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. So sure, Prosper is probably happy to see things like this. But um, if I swing with three creatures that have plus one, plus one counters on them, I exile the top three cards of my library. I can play them so I can in fact play a land that's not considered casting. But then if I cast something, I can put an additional plus one plus one counter on creatures I control, which seems really, really good. And it has given me the card advantage that the deck was missing previously. Mm -hmm. um, you played a game against me with this, Goro Goro, Disciple of Ryuse. So oh, it's yeah. that goblin that I said I really love and I haven't seen it a ton, but it did work for me. Um, it's it, two mana. You can pay one red. Creatures you control gain haste, which, I mean, that's cool because that's considered, um, or that's not considered modified. But you can pay three red red and you can create a five five red dragon spirit creature token with flying if you're attacking with a modified creature and all of mine are pretty much modified. Mm -hmm. um, so I got a lot of really cool cards. My main win condition here is just swinging. I don't have any sort of a combo here, but I would like to play the card insurrection. So insurrection is five red, red, red untap all creatures. They gain, um, or you gain control of them and they gain haste until end of turn. Um, 
So I'm going to take all your creatures and then swing all of them uh, at the person who probably has the most creatures that I can't deal with in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to, you know, there's even cards like like Nakara Layer Scavenger that came out in the uh, the Ikoria Commander set. And it says yeah. whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield, if it had a counter on it, you draw a card and lose a life. Um, and then also Blood, Tra- Blood Tracker, which is a vampire that had, I believe, initially come out with the Commander 18 cards. And I don't remember who the face commander is here. But Blood Tracker um, is a 2-2 vampire wizard with flying for four mana. But you can pay a black and two life and put a counter on it. Plus one, plus one counter. And then when it leaves the battlefield, not dies, just leaves any way, you draw a card for each plus one, plus one counter that it had on it. So if I continue to just put all my counters on Blood Tracker, when it ultimately gets removed or dies, it, I could potentially just refill my hand. Man, I did not know they printed Toothy in mono black, but here it is. Blood they Tracker. Printed toothy in mono black and gave um, it flying <laughs> and gave it flying and a, another card that i was really excited to throw in here because i know that um I, my problem before with exava was that i always didn't i i always either didn't get my lands or i got the wrong color lands and a new card that works super duper well in this deck is ecologist's terrarium again thank you kamigawa neon dynasty two colorless two Colorless mana. It's an artifact. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a basic land, reveal it, put it into your hand. So that's cool. I can get mm-hmm. the color I need. But then it also has pay two and tap it and sack it, and I can put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature that's at sorcery speed. So play out a creature. If I played the terrarium on two to get a land, I play a creature later in the game. If I have two extra mana, I essentially pay to give it a counter, and then it has haste if I have my commander out. So I am really excited to continue playing with this deck. I have played uh, four games now, and I almost won one of them. I was one turn away. Um, I just I I couldn't get there. It was like oh crap i can't block <laughs> enough and exava couldn't block because unleash yes. so now, when we I, looked at the price of our decks mm-hmm. um mine came to 90 dollars. okay okay so is that that's 90 dollars? like who what price are you looking at when you say that so this would be so i i use moxfield this would be mm-hmm. a tcg player pricing and okay it's 90 dollars um ni- 9167 is what it comes to here total and that's minus basic lands as well no, that includes everything. Including basic lands. Okay. In- including my basics. Okay, so mine is uh, $27.66 for my Oscar deck, including basic lands. Sure. Um, so very low cost, but again, with like a $5 enchantment in there in, in Mortal Kombat. But, you know, what my deck doesn't have that your deck does is an homage to the original sleeveless deck that we've mentioned a few times in the past. And that's Ashling the Pilgrim with 99 Mountains. It's kind of cheating when we talk about uh, a sleeveless deck that way, because you only have 99 <laughs> mountains that are unsleeved. Um, but I'm glad you do have Ashling the Pilgrim in your list. Um Minus the 99 mountains. I guess minus the... How many mountains do you play in here? 11 of them. 11. So 88 mountains short of an Ashling the Pilgrim on sleeve deck. But uh, I am. W- and that deck would cost you $3.08 if you do not include the cost of your basics. <laughs> so Ashling the Pilgrim is very, very good. Um, I know that we've... we've t- I, I, we had to have talked about this oh, over the last lots of years times. we're doing the show. But it's a 1-1 one, one 
for two, just one in a red, you can pay one in a red, put a counter on Ashling. And if you did this three times in a single turn, you remove every counter from Ashling and it deals that much damage to each creature and each player. So it can be a win condition on its own, but it just works with my plus one, plus one counter strategy. So what is, so Mortal Kombat is the most expensive card in your deck? Yes, at $5.23, according to TCG Player. What is yours? Do you mine know? Mine is, my yeah, mine is Insurrection, okay. um, which I did not know. Mine's already really beat up because we've um, we've had this card f- uh the my household has had this card since before I started playing Magic, so <laughs> it has been a long, long time. Um, but the card is twelve dollars and ninety two cents. I did not know oh. Insurrection was um, a, a pricey card, but I do have a few five dollar cards. They just I I had I had a Yeheni Undying Partisan, um, five dollars eighty cents. Um, it it's board wipe i guess kind of prevention for me at least i get to keep one of my things mm-hmm. um if i sack creatures i can put a counter on yeheni and then if i sack another creature or whenever a creature an opponent controls dies i put a counter on yeheni and i can sack another creature to give yeheni indestructible so that works bantu's monument did not know it was more expensive than bolas's citadel now bolas's uh, mo- or bantu's monument is a is an artifact for three mana it says black creatures cost one colorless less and whenever you cast a creature spell each opponent loses life and you gain a life so if I guess I can play out all my black creatures, I could, um, you know, do some work there. Mm-hmm. And then um, the only other card that I have that's over $5 is Bedlam. So two red red for an enchantment that says creatures can't block. Yeah, that's great. So, now, important note with Bantu's Monument, it is only reducing the cost of black creatures, but any creature you correct. cast is going to have that drain ability. Correct. Yeah. It's great. It's really- and I am running I am running 28 creatures here. So actually, funny enough, you and I, are, I believe, are running the exact same number of creatures. Yeah in our decks and i don't i don't have mortal combat but that seems pretty cool now did you have any cards you did not add that you really wanted to just because you're like this is this is just going to be this is too expensive oh like every single <laughs> card i looked at was too expensive to add to my demir deck that i want i mean like I, I'm, obviously there's some really high powered cards that i want to do i wanted to put wheels in there but even windfall was looking at like four or five dollars for that and that's not a main strategy of the deck i'm not really looking to discard my entire hand all at once it was just going to be a hey if i had 20 cards in my hand at some point a windfall would be pretty great for the whole board if everyone drew a brand new 20 but again a little bit too expensive to put it in um i'm i'm sure there were other cards i was i guess i was more surprised at some of the cards that i found for cheap than i did uh were expensive like like cards like dig through time um you can pick up for like 50 cents right now um shadow of the grave which uh was really big you know when people were talking about discard decks shadow of the grave is a two mana instant says return to your hand all cards in your graveyard that you exiled or discarded this turn it, it was really big when anji falcon wrath first came out um the anji commander precon face commander um i think shadow of the grave works really well with a lot of the obscura decks that came out now so i'm kind of surprised to see it a little bit low um tendrils of agony i always thought was a little bit of a more expensive card it's a, a four mana sorcery with storm uh two black plaque target player loses two life and you gain two life with storm um so i guess that would be more i was more surprised at how cheap some cards were than i was at how expensive some cards were but yeah. I'm, I'm sure i came across stuff that i wanted to add the only card that i have and it's so funny because exava is not like a mainstay no one really knows what exava is and when i played with some folks the other day it was like i'm sorry 
we want you to win because what is this commitment, right? <laughs> you know, it was one of those, like, we hope you do really well. And I think the only card that I would personally consider, like, and I, I, I just, it just works so well in the deck that it would be like, oh, I think Exava, I think X. And it, like, the Ozolith is so good. Oh, yeah. Exava. So it's a one mana legendary artifact it's colorless and it just says whenever a creature leaves the battlefield if it had counters on it put them on the ozolith and then at the beginning of combat on your turn if the ozolith had any counters on it you may move all of them onto a creature so if you have exava and you had maybe a board white previously and you play out a better creature um the ozolith just moves all the counters to the new creature the problem is this card um, one, I only have a foil copy. Okay. I only, I only ever opened a foil copy, but a non-foil copy of this from just like the, the base set, nothing, nothing fancy is, uh, um, $22.81. And I was like, I just, I can't, I personally couldn't justify that. I was like, I don't, sure. mine's in like perfect condition. It's yeah. been double sleeve since the second I opened it. So, <laughs> um, well, if you're, but if I wanted to build an Exava that was not budget yeah uh the ozolith would be in there and and if it had sleeves well if you're listening and you have a damaged version of the ozolith yes and you go on our website and look at the address for our p.o box and you send it to that p.o box i will take the return address on that and i will send you a draft pack of commander legends how about that? Wow. I don't, I mean, a damaged Ozolith might be worth still more than a pack of Commander Legends, but uh, that's that's what I'm willing to offer. If you're willing to do that, go that over on our website. really not like a good, you should probably do more than one pack. <laughs> Um, I don't think one. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how damaged the Ozolith is. Oh, okay. We'll, you, you we'll negotiate. Reserved. Email it, us. It's, it's ripped in half. It's taped back together. <laughs> it is. It's... Uh, <laughs> Well, everybody, that's going to be it for our episode this week. Um, you know, let us know if you're going to go sleeveless. Because if you do, you won't get a farmer's tan when you cut the grass. Um, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at Andy Flory. And you can find me on Twitter at Worm Coil Engine. Want to give a big shout out and a thank you to Ryan Nichols. He is our producer and our editor. He does all of our editing for our episodes. Um, so thank you so much to you. Uh, Chris Wolf handles all of our uh, graphic design and pictures uh, and everything that we throw up on our YouTube channel and what you see on our Twitch page. So big props to Chris. Thank you so much for everything that you do. And to all of you listeners out there, to all of you that emailed us last week, thank you so much. Uh, to all you listeners out there thank you for listening and we will catch you next week